Island Church in Galveston, Texas welcomes you to our podcast. We trust that you will be encouraged by today's message. Amen. Open your Bibles to um, Ephesians chapter 5. Pastor Rusty, I heard Pastor Rusty pray this prayer uh, one time that really touched my heart and let me know exactly where his heart was as, as a pastor. And he says, God, if we're not that glorious church that you're coming back for without a spot or a wrinkle, please show us what it is so that we can become it. Because Jesus is coming back for a church without a spot or a wrinkle. Jesus coming back for his bride one day. And so today's message has to do with moving us from faith to faith and from glory to glory so that we can be the glorious church that God is coming back for. How many want to be that glorious church? And so we thank God for a pastor with a heart as Pastor Rusty. Amen? Because we want to be that glorious church. We want to be that, uh, 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 that church that God, when he looks and comes back for us, he sees a heart for him. Amen? So let's, let's look at another text. I mean, we got, the, we got the board up here. Amen. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. No, let's, let's, let's go with 2 Corinthians chapter 3. <laughs> let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 3. And before I read the verses, in order for us to be that glorious church without spot or wrinkle, holy without blemish or blame, there has to be transformation. Somebody say transformation. Transfiguration or metamorphosis or, so, or some sort that happens in our life at some point in time in our journey as believers, as Christians. If we're going to be a church that reflect the Shekinah glory, and that's what God is trying to get us to be, a church that reflects his Shekinah glory. There has to be something that happened in a believer life to get him from one step of glory or one level of glory to the never, another level of glory, from one level of faith to another level of faith. Amen? And so faith come by hearing the word of God. The more we hear the word of God, the more we develop more faith in God. Amen? But revelation comes when we hear the word of God and God opens the eyes of our understanding so that we can see what that word actually really means. Amen? And so we want the revelation of God so that we can move from faith to faith and from glory to glory. Amen? Metamorphosis is a change of the form or nature of a thing or person into a completely different one by natural or supernatural means. And I want you to keep that in mind as we look at this text today about moving from faith to faith and from glory to glory. Because it only happens uh, 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 from this scripture point of view. It only happens that way. And so let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter, chapter 3. That's where I wanted to go first. All right, yeah, y'all bear with me. I'm, 
Let's go to verse 17. Now the Lord is the spirit. Somebody say, is the spirit. It didn't say the Lord is a spirit. The Lord is the spirit. I'm reading from the New Living Translations. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all with unveiled faces beholden as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are being transformed. Somebody say transformed. Into the same image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord, the spirit. So we are, we are all being changed. We're all being transfigured. And the way we're being transfigured is through the spirit of God. Now, the Lord is the spirit, and where the spirit is, there is what? Liberty. There's freedom. We can move from where we are in our faith and where we are as it relates to the glory of God to a higher level of glory. And we're going to get to that in a minute. Amen? In other words, there has to be a change or conversion, a generation, a regeneration, a renewal where the old goes out and the new begins. So we know we are, we are old creatures in Christ, but when we get born again, we become a new creature in Christ. The Bible says what? Old things are passed away and behold, all things are new. For we are new creatures in Christ. So as a new creature in Christ, it should be kind of easy to move from one faith level to another faith level. It should be kind of easy to move from one level of glory to another level of glory. But that just don't happen haphazardly. That has to be some kind of change to move us from the old man to the new man or from the old woman to the new woman. And the Bible says it happens by the spirit. For the Lord is the spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom from what we used to be and how we used to act, and how we used to think. There's a power in the spirit. Now, we know that the word spirit is pneuma in the Greek. It, 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 it means the wind of God or the breath of God. Now, when you put holy in front of spirit, it becomes the supernatural wind of God or the supernatural power of God or the supernatural breath of God. You put holy in front of it, it becomes the sanctified wind of God or the sanctified breath of God or the sanctified power of God. Now, how are we going to move from faith to faith and from to glory to glory? It's by the Spirit, the Bible says. For where the Spirit of the Lord is, is the Spirit here? For where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is victory, there is liberty, there is freedom. I'm trying, I feel the Holy Ghost coming in. No, I had a slow start, but I'm starting to feel. My God, my God. There is victory. Now, the Lord is that spirit. That Lord is that supernatural, sanctifying, wind, breath of God. The Lord is the Shekinah presence of the Lord. So the Lord wants us to grow to a point where we get the Shekinah glory operating for us. Thank you, Father. We're trying, to, we're trying to move from faith to faith to glory to glory. Now, the devil wants to keep us as Moses with a veil over our face. When Moses went up to the mountaintop, he didn't have the veil. He communed with God face to face. 
But when, when he came down in the valley and started speaking to the people, all of a sudden he had to put the veil because the glory on his face shined so bright. God don't want the veil. God, see, the enemy wants to keep the veil over our face. He don't want us to portray the glory of God because when we get the glory of God, something different changes in a person's life. Amen. And so the people will see the glory and then the people will begin to praise God because the Bible says that we ought to what? Let our light so shine that men may see God and glorify him. So not only are we trying to move from faith to faith so that we can be the glorious church that Jesus is coming back for without a spot or wrinkle, we're moving from faith to faith so that we can bring God glory. <laughs> How many want to bring God some glory? Now, we cannot bring God glory in the natural man because what's happening right now when you see me stumbling, that's the natural man stumbling. But the spirit starting to work in my life now. I start to feel the spirit moving among us. I start, I'm starting to feel the supernatural presence of God begin to move Carter, Dwayne Carter out the way and begin to speak the powerful, wonderful works of the Lord. Because we cannot do this just like none of us were saved by our own works. <laughs> I don't care what you, you can't do enough. You can't work enough. There's enough works in the day for you to work and be saved. We are saved by faith. Somebody know Ephesians 2.8. It is a what? Gift of God. So we move from faith through faith and we become justified in our faith through our faith in Jesus. Justified means we are put right in God's standings by the faith we have in his darling son, Jesus. I'm, I'm going to need some water in a minute. Y'all excuse me for a second because I, I get kind of a little excited and I, I got to bring it down a little bit. And so, and that's how we're justified by God. It's through faith in the son alone not of works that any man can boast. God is not going to give us his glory so that we can be glorified. Mm, come on. If that's what you're trying to seek the glory for, you're in the wrong place at the wrong time, and you're seeking the wrong thing. If you want to have the glory of God, you want God to move from glory to glory. See, God has never been stationary. He is... He, the glory of God has always been moving on the earth. Even in the book of Genesis, when the word, let's, let's go to that right quick. I, I ain't read, did I read 2 Corinthians yet? I just had y'all go there. Okay, okay. Let's go to Genesis chapter 1. I'm going to try not to be too long. Get y'all here out of here by 830. I believe it's in uh, the first, first chapter. I said chapter one. In the beginning of 
In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was what? Moving. The Spirit has been moving. Even during the times when Moses set up the tabernacle, he moved by a pillar of cloud by what? Day and a pillar of fire by night. A cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. God is always moving. There's a song called the Spirit of the Lord is moving. God is always moving. And the glory of God is moving also. And that's how we come to the point of moving from faith to faith and glory to glory by the spirit, the supernatural, sanctifying breath of God. Now, somebody ought to ask me, okay, you're talking about moving from glory to glory. What is the glory of God? Old preachers would say, I'm glad you asked. (laughs) The glory is the weight of God. Of all that God is, that's the glory. The importance of all that God is. His preeminence, his excellence, his majesticness, his splendor, his manifested preeminent powerful presence at work in the life and in the lives of others. That's what the glory is. So we want to move from faith to faith to glory to glory because we want this preeminent presence of God operating in our life. And we're going to get it in a minute. And I know, I know I'm, I'm taking a long time to get you. Well, okay, okay. Where are you going with this here, Brother Carter? Where are you going with this here? Well, I'm glad you asked that too. I might as well go and take you there. <laughs> in Matthew chapter 17, in Mark chapter 9, and I believe in Luke chapter 9, it talks about the story of the transfiguration. If you haven't had a chance to read it, I'll take, take some time out and read it. Now, when Jesus took Peter, James, and John up on the mountain, the Bible says, we're not going to look at it right now, but they went up to the mountain, and then the transfiguration happened when Moses and Elijah was there. Now, was it Peter, James, or John, Roland, that says, hey, Lord, hold up, hold up, hold up. It was Peter, huh? You know, Peter always stepping out of character. Always Peter stepping out of care. Peter said, Lord, hold up. Wait a minute. I haven't seen this glory. I haven't seen this transfiguration. And we're talking about metamorphosis, moving from glory to glory, faith to faith. We're talking about the only way that's going to happen is there's got to be some transfiguration. There's got to be some transformation. There's got to be some metamorphosis happening in our life. Because it's not going to happen haphazardly. It's going to happen by, by what? By the Spirit. So on the Mount of Transfiguration, Peter, James, and John goes with Jesus. All of a sudden, Elijah and Moses show up, and then all of a sudden, this brilliant light. They go to glory. There's the glory. The glory is on the mountain. Peter says, Lord, let me, i tell you what, I don't think we should be here. <laughs> this is more than I can expect. This is, this is, this is overwhelming to see this kind of glory shine down in this place? How about I build a tabernacle for one for Moses, one for Elijah, and one for you? Because when the glory falls, help me somebody, help me, help me. When the glory falls, 
You want to stay where the glory is. When, when, when the glory, the supernatural, preeminence, powerful working of God comes into a congregation, we all want to stay there. We want to bathe in the glory. We want to build some tabernacles. Some people want to dance in the glory. Some people shout in the glory. Some people sing and raise their hand in the glory. But can I tell you something? <laughs> the glory is not designed for us to stay there in it. Mm. Come on. Come on. Come on. The glory, the spirit is designed to move. It don't want to stay where you are. The glory don't want to just stay sitting down in a seat. The glory don't want to stay just in the island church in this building. The glory wants to get out. The glory is trying to, God is trying to move. David had this idea, funny idea, that I'm going to build, I'm going to build God a, 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 a house. God said, I ain't never lived in a house. A house cannot contain me. God is not trying to live in a house. God is trying to move. His glory is moving. And he's moving in us as a church. He's moving in us individually. And he's moving in us corporately. One of the reasons I'm at this church, because I, <laughs> I see the glory moving. The glory is moving. It's moving in the prayer meetings. The glory is moving. The glory is moving on Wednesday night. The glory is moving. On Sunday morning, the glory is moving. I'm surprised, I'm surprised we haven't all just broke out in the glory some, in some way, form, or fashion. But the day is coming where we're going to do that. It's going to happen. The glory is going to fall. The supernatural presence and preeminence of God will fall. But it's designed so you can see it. Moses saw the glory. The people, the congregation didn't see the glory. They saw it from afar. They saw it on the hill. They saw the light on Mount Sinai. But they didn't get face to face with the Lord. Now, the Bible says when Jesus died, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from what? Top to the bottom. During his crucifixion. You know what that signified? We can all go into the glory. We can all stand face to face with God. Commune with God. Talk with God. Live with God. All right, let me, let me get back to, let me get back over here. Let me get back over to 2 Corinthians chapter 3. But we all with unveiled face, verse 18, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed. Mm, my God, help us. Into the same, not some other image. Now, if you, this, this may be kind of, this, this may be kind of hard for a lot of us. I know we say we Christians. No, we say, you know, we love God. <laughs> but the glory is designed to make us like God. Didn't, didn't your Bible say same? We are transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord, the Spirit. 
Now, how does this happen? <laughs> how does this happen? How do we move from faith to faith, Brother Robert, and from glory to glory? It's good to see you. How do we do it? It's by the Spirit. It's by the Spirit. Jesus told the disciples to what? Y'all tarry a little bit until you be what? <laughs> Filled, endued with power. See, we cannot do nothing in our own strength. What I'm trying to do today <laughs> it, it definitely cannot be done in my own strength. I'm, I'm like Pastor Rusty. I'm the last rascal you would have thought God would call to preach his word. I, I, you know, I, I, got, I got 10 minutes. I'll tell you a little bit about my testimony. Can I testify just a little bit? I was born in Galveston. Hey. Yep, went to Ball High, went to Wise. As a matter of fact, I stayed on 69th Street. Went to Wise in the seventh grade. You know how many F's I made in the seventh grade? 22. You know what I started doing in the seventh grade? <sighs> Smoking that reefer. Pastor Rusty ain't the only one that been down that road. But it was the what? It was by the spirit that was moving. <laughs> and the effectual fervent prayers of the righteous of mom and daddy praying that people like Pastor Rusty and Dwayne Carter are no longer smoking and drinking and running and acting a fool and now preaching the gospel. I, I don't know why I'm doing this here, but I'm going to do it anyway. I can go on and on telling you, my friend, about people who've been freed from sin. But it boils down to, Chris, if you want to be transformed, bro, or you want to be slammed around like dominoes. You got to go for it and be down with the crew because it's mm-mm good like Campbell's soup. <laughs> I know my wife and children are like, oh, not that rhyme again. <laughs> I ain't lying. Amen. Man, my life is hip. I don't have a religion. I have what? A relationship Amen. with Christ who makes my life complete and that's the reason why I'm preaching this beat. <laughs> I'm transformed. Because there was a metamorphosis that happened. There was something that happened in the spirit realm, Brother D, that transformed and transfigured my life as well as many other lives in here. If, if I got a witness, raise your hand. There was something by the spirit, by the power of the spirit that came in and changed our life from who we were to who we are now. Yes. Now we are new creatures. Hallelujah. <laughs> we are new creatures in Christ. The old has passed away. When, 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 when people see a tattoo on my arm and they, they say, I can't believe you used to be in the world like that. You know why people say that? Because the glory, when the glory comes, you are no longer, people can't even tell you've been in the world. When the, when the glory comes, and comes in your life and do a supernatural 
change in your life. You're not the same person. You're not the same. I ask my wife sometimes, why you stay with me all this time? Especially when I'm, you know, we, we, we dated 11 years. I mean, we haven't been married 40 years. We've been together 41 years. But we dated 11 years. And I was out there acting a fool, but God. And I asked her, why did you stay with me? I mean, she was a homecoming princess in the ninth grade, you know. Sophomore homecoming, runner up. I mean, I mean, she was the princess in sophomore. She was the princess in the junior year. Y'all know what homecoming. And then, you know, she getting ready to be the queen in the senior year. Because she was dating a knucklehead like me, they gave it to somebody else. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, but, but she stayed with me, <laughs> Brother Vic. <laughs> and, she said, and she told me she saw something in me. And I'm going to say this here and I'm going to take my seat. God sees something in this church. God sees something in this body of believers that he wants to work and move us from faith to faith and, from, and to glory to glory. God wants us to exemplify the manifested, preeminent, powerful presence of the Lord at work in our life. God wants us to move from glory to glory so we can be this. The same as he. He is transforming and transfiguring the church from the glory that only abides, but the glory that now thrives. In the lives of those who are brokenhearted, bereaved, battered, bruised, bound, blind, and those who are wrapped up, tied up, and tangled up in sin and iniquity. When Jesus came down off the mountain of transfiguration, you remember he went up in the glory. But when you read your Bible, they said, after the transfiguration, they came down. And the first thing they met when they came down from the transfiguration was a man who had a son who was a lunatic. There's something God has for us. And he's trying to move us. Strip away the dirt, the dust as a bride. He's not coming back for a bride with spot and wrinkle. He's coming back for a beautiful church. A lovely church. Not no old stuck up church. Not a black church. Not a white church. Not a Mexican church. But he's coming back for a glorious church. Somebody say glorious. glorious. Now let's pray Pastor Rusty's prayer. Lord, if we're not that glorious church that you're coming back for without a spot or wrinkle, please show us what it is. Please show us what it is. Woo, woo. I, feel the, I feel the anointing. I feel the anointing. I feel the anointing, and everybody in here is anointed. You know how this happens? How are we going to move from glory to glory? Will we be able to meet the needs of the people in the valley 
the lunatics, the prostitutes, the alcoholics, the dopeheads. Because it's by the Spirit. Jesus said, it's by Spirit. And this wonderful choir, uh, choir uh, praise team, always sing where the Spirit of the Lord is. <laughs> There's liberty. There's liberty. We are free. We are not bound. The devil thought he had us. But we are free today. And so we got to live our life in this freedom, in the liberty that God has given us. Not so that we can keep on sinning and keep the veil over our face where we are not approachable, where we cannot go and see the young man who's a lunatic or somebody who's dying or somebody who's in depression or somebody who's downcast. You matter to God. Everybody matters to God. God loves us. God loves you. And I'm going to take my seat now. Thank you for listening to Island Church's podcast. To find out more information about Island Church in Galveston, Texas, visit our website at islandchurchgalveston.com. Hallelujah.